Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back. Welcome back to Today's Issues right here on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Ray Pritchard. And joining us in studio now, Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, everybody. So yesterday, Steve, you yes. you brought a gift unto me. I did. Which was a uh, a cinnamon bun. Um, what do you call this? Uh, popcorn topper, I guess. Yeah, popcorn topper. I've never. I didn't know that flavor existed. For I didn't popcorn. either, but I saw it and thought, you know what? I where, think. Tim where did would you like buy this. this for me? This was from downtown Franklin, Tennessee. There's a, a place called Savory Spice down there. Really nice people. They got spices from all over the world. And you just wouldn't believe it, but it's. Well, uh, I'm telling you, my what friend. What do you think? You good? Oh yeah, <laughs> I put it on the popcorn. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Have you ever had cin- cinnamon bun popcorn cover? I, for lack of a or whatever you you know. Sprinkle it. Sprinkles. Sprinkle. Mm-hmm. You ever Steve had? Put, yeah, Steve, put that, put that stuff on Christmas list for me. Uh, I yeah. could use some. Whatever, <laughs> right. whatever, whatever that was you gave Tim, pass that around, brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you could put cinnamon bun sprinkle on a slug and probably get. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Probably. Well, that's gross. So what do you sprinkle? Are you saying you sprinkle it on top of yeah. the popcorn? Okay. Yeah. Like, well, like, what I did was I, I put a scoop of popcorn in from our popcorn machine out there. Then I sprinkled a little. Oh, yeah. Got to get all the way down. Then I put another scoop of popcorn in there, and then I sprinkled some more. That way, mm-hmm. you know how you you go to the movie theater, and you put all your butter on top, and then two layers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then uh, after the first layer, it's just... Not flavors, plain popcorn. Yeah, yes, and with plain popcorn is okay, but you need a little salt or butter or something unhealthy to uh, give it some taste. <laughs> All right, Steve, uh, what do you got? Well, I thought we might start with uh, the potential of what we could see with our COVID restrictions. Uh, so, oh, good. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like to start on a bring on us a some positive. As long as we. Can- Keep it negative. That's what I say. So um, in Ireland, they have uh, no fewer restrictions than us. And they're, in fact, considering vaccine passports. Now, you've heard about this here. In fact, I heard this morning about uh, maybe an app that uh, the police might want us to download, which will let them. It can contain not only our driver's license, but our vaccine status. Police could access this via Bluetooth on the way up to the car. Um, but they're already making this kind of a uh, they're already making this kind of a uh, test in Ireland, and so I found this Irish uh, lady. Uh, and it's always good to have an Irish accent on the air. I think you know, even if it, even if it's not that interesting in what she says, and it is, but it's, good, it's just good to hear an Irish accent. And uh, I want you to hear now. She is paving the way. I don't who, know who is she, knows she now? Who are we, we about to hear? We don't know her name. She's just a, she's she's a, a, she's an, Irish an Irish lady citizen. who's commenting on the situation in her country. That's correct. She on could Twitter be, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And um, she might not know it, but she is uh, giving a very plausible pave, paving uh, route to get to the biblical tribulation. Kind of scary. Listen to cut nine. Greetings from prison, Ireland. Let's talk about vaccine passports for a second. By consenting to these... We are, in effect, giving the government access to our bodies. 
indefinitely, which means that they can require us to take any number of pharmaceutical injections or other medical interventions at any point in time simply to guarantee our so-called freedoms. Furthermore, these vaccine passports will very likely be linked in future to a social credit system, which will very likely be linked to our individual carbon footprint, which will very likely be linked to our digital currency allowance, which will very likely be accessed by a unique global digital ID, whereby failure on our part to comply with all the requirements across our medical, social, carbon and other metrics that we are required to conform to may result in us getting disabled. In other words, we don't have access to our funds. In other words, we won't be able to buy or sell. Where have I heard that before? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the book of Revelation. kind of yeah. does, doesn't it? Just kind of reflecting what a lot of people have voiced in various parts, including here in the United States, uh, that there is great concern now that the government is using these mandates, uh, vaccine mandates, as part of a control mechanism that has nothing to do, going to what you just said, Tim, a few minutes ago, nothing really to do with your health. It has to do with the government controlling our lives. So I guess my question is, is that possible? Do you believe that well, this could happen? There's, well, to, well, along the lines of what we talked about before, what what's going on here and i'm not saying this is the motivation of everybody in government okay but for the uh for the quote progressives they believe and ed ed could expound on this much better than i he's written on this but they believe in top down control of the masses because they know better they're more educated they're more they're smarter people, okay? They think them, they think that they're smarter people. And so how do you control the masses? And they, they would say, so we can create a better world for everybody, you know, is you you seize control, uh, at least in America, you seize control. And it's this way in other European, Canada. You seize control of the federal government. The federal government is... Uh, the White House, the House, the Senate, and and really equally as important, all these agencies that are, mm-hmm. fall under the uh, the uh, executive branch. You know the administrative. You know what I'm talking about. All the agencies of the Trans- federal government, transportation, everybody, military. food, and the drug, alphabet group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the alphabet group. All the agencies, uh, and so. That's the way. That's what. That's what's going on here. Is you have, and the founding fathers warned against this. It, it, that's the reason they created co-equal branches of government. That in the federal government. That's that's why the founding fathers wanted more power at the state level than they than they wanted uh, at the federal level. But so, the uh, Democrats and the federal and the progressives they see this as their opportunity to take over the country permanently. Now, I would argue it's not going so well for him right now. Uh, Biden can't get his uh, um, his uh, $1.75 $1. trillion, you know, let's get America permanently addicted to the federal government plan. That's, mm-hmm. what, it, that's what it is. They're, 
The Democrats are at the federal level. I'm talking about in D.C., not necessarily in the states, but they're trying to create a permanent welfare, a permanent welfare um, society, mm-hmm. where the American people become dependent in one way or another more and more on federal government money. And uh, if you can get people hooked on a, a drug called money, mm-hmm. then uh, that's the reason they're giving all these child credits. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're giving all these child credits because they want to get people addicted to that, and then they have to vote for Democrats all the time, and you, you create more and more social welfare programs. Anyway, have I digressed? I don't even know. No. I think. Where, but, where was I before no, I started going, huh? What It's talking about we going back to. What's it, what this yeah, lady was saying. Right. Yeah, it's it's. Marxism is controlling the population. What a great plan. You have a pandemic. You oh, it's sca- very convenient. You scare people, put uh-huh. the fear of people, unless you get the vaccine, you're going to die. All right? That's the way they sell it. Now, if you don't get the vaccine, you're the enemy of the state. And that, so that's what we're going to bring in vaccine mandates so that you'll lose your job if you don't get the vaccine. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, where, that's where we are in this process right now. We're at the... We're at the point where the government is saying we're gonna we're gonna take your job away, your livelihood away, yeah. unless you get the shot. And be, rest assured, folks, this is Biden doing this. Yes, it is. This is Joe Biden, who many of you voted for. He's the one wanting to force every American to get a shot in their arm about COVID, and if you don't, you lose your livelihood. You get kicked out of the military dishonorably. This is punitive, okay. This isn't a, remember he said a few months ago, hey, we've waited long enough on these people. This is what Biden said. He said, mm-hmm. we waited long enough on y'all. I'm getting tired of waiting on you. Mm-hmm. Our patience is running out. Either you get the shot, the jab, or we're going to make life miserable for you. It's yep. your choice. That's yep. basically what he said. Mm-hmm. So this is all on the Democrats. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the way they want to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And I think the American, uh, a majority of the American people are reacting negatively mm-hmm. to that. Um, but, but, uh, but in Virginia, I guess will be part of that test today. Uh, the Democrats should win if you go by uh, historical measures, but that may, maybe they'll have an upset in, uh, in Virginia today. You're listening to today's issues. Go ahead, Steve. Yesterday we brought you, we talked about, uh, Ibram Kendi. Do you remember? He's the guy that wrote this being anti-racist book. That's one of the most racist books out there, I guess. And uh, he tried to dunk on white people. Yesterday we talked about this by tweeting out, uh, he tweeted out this, more than a third of white students lied about their race on college applications, and about half of these applicants lied about being Native American. More than three-fourths of these students who lied about their race were accepted. He wants to, to paint white people as cheaters, but he undermined his entire argument that there's White nope. privilege, because white people, if there was privilege, wouldn't want to be an unprivileged Indian, black, or any other race. They want to assert their whiteness, but they don't, apparently. Well, yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, he, that was yesterday. I got something even more for today. <laughs> people may not know the name, but they've seen this guy on TV. They have. He argues, he's uh, he's basically, I don't know, he, he, what, would you, what would you call him? Race baiter? Well, that, but, like, everything's about race. He's a college that's professor. How he, that's how he makes a living. He's a college professor. Uh, critical who, race theory. Yeah, he just uh, promotes yeah. the far left. Uh, he, he's Al Sharpton in with, with a PhD. Yeah. Well, he, he, the far left might have a problem with him after they hear about this. Uh, it uh, A 
interview that he did in January of this year, 2021, surfaced, where he might have some problem with the transgender lobby of the far left. Listen to Cut 11. Even talking about gender. You know, I, I think it was last week, my daughter came home and said she wanted to be a boy, you know, which was horrifying uh, for my wife to hear, myself to hear. And so, of course, um, you know, we're like, okay, what affirmative messages about girlhood, you know, can we be teaching her to protect her from whatever she's hearing in our home or even outside of our home that would make her want to be a boy? What do you think the chances are that they cancel from <laughs> Kindy? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, that, that's this is a this is an old case. Uh, when it involves somebody else, I was okay with it. Yeah. But now it's hit my home. My daughter comes home and says she wants to be a boy. Uh, he is going to get in trouble for that. With oh the yeah. Even though he even is. though he is the one of the big faces of the woke movement, he's his mm-hmm. he's going to be treasured now. He's not going to be president anymore. But it also right. it also goes to the phoniness of the original yeah. arguments. Yeah, it's right. a bunch of garbage. Right. Yep. Bunch of garbage. Next story, Steve. All right. Uh, the polling for the president, as we've noted, is not going well. <laughs> well, uh, no, it, yeah, it's the polling, but the, it's the president. The president's not doing that <laughs> the well. Polling's either. nothing wrong with it. <laughs> the <laughs> president. The president is way down on his polls. And uh, there was a network that was doing some man on the street interviews in Nashville, Tennessee, the other day. And uh, the one of the gentlemen that they talked to says, "There's one guy at least in the world that might be happy about this." Um, <laughs> Yeah, listen to cut 10. I would give him a poor grade because of the way we left Afghanistan. I think that that was terrible. I guess I'll leave it at that. I would, I would give him a very poor grade. The happiest guy in, in the world right now is Jimmy Carter because now he's out of the history books for being the worst president ever. <laughs> that guy sounded a little like Trump. It, it wasn't yeah, Donald right? Trump in Nashville in disguise, was it? I don't think so. Huh? It's um, kind of hard to disguise as Trump. He doesn't want to be disguised. Hey, Ray, uh, we... Do you, do you remember a a president? Maybe it did happen to Carter. Uh, just his numbers going in the tank after eight, nine months on the job? This Not bad? like this. Huh? Not like this. Going down, down, down. And every week the news gets worse. And he goes overseas and the news gets worse. He comes home and the news gets worse. Because Americans, I mean, we've we, you watch him, you listen to him, Tim. Uh, you wonder... Does he even remember what he said yesterday? Right. I mean, we've talked about this so yeah. many times. So, now he's in a bad place. It's hard to see from a from a political point of view how he turns this thing around. I think Americans, a large number of them, have just said no, including Tim. Quite a few people who voted for him last November. Yeah. Now, what I'm about to say is not meant to disparage President Trump in any way. <clears throat> I voted for President Trump. His policies were, I can't think of one I didn't like. I mean, he, the guy, patriotic. I mean, so, but let me just say this. Uh, the, the, re, the President Trump, a lot of people voted for Biden because they didn't want Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. They didn't vote for Biden because they thought he would be a great president or he was a, he was a, a, a guy they were enthusiastic about. They were voting against President Trump. Now, a lot of that was ginned up by the media painting President Trump in a negative light every day, all day, for four years. And then we had that Mueller 
phony investigation for two years with nothing, nothing, nothing came of that. So, uh, so I, I'm just saying that, but a lot of people were, were vote who voted for the president and people do this, this human nature, they vote against, uh, they may not vote for somebody, but they'll go vote against somebody. And they, so a lot of people were voting against president Trump. So what I'm saying is I don't think the expectations for Biden were very high at all coming into office by the American people, even people who voted for him. Certainly people who voted against him didn't have any, but the Democrats who voted for and independents who voted for Biden, uh, they were just voting against Trump more or less. So that's, that's what happened there. So at the beginning of Carter's presidency, pretty close to the beginning, he had an approval rating of 74. This was on uh, March 15th of 1977. 74? That'll never be seen again. Well, probably not. Well, Bush had better than that after 9-11, but that was... Right, but not, not under normal right. circumstances. At the end, toward the end of Carter's uh, term in office, this would be in... Um, 79, 80. 1979, at the end of 70, August of 70, 28% approval rating. Wow. Yeah. Well, you had the Iran hostages. Yeah. You had Sky. That's Sky. kind of akin to the Afghanistan disaster. Yes. The Iran hostages. Wouldn't you yes. say, Ray? Yeah. That, that's kind of, and then you got, you had, well, you had 21% interest rates or something like that. Yes. Awful. Huh? Gasoline yeah. prices. Through the roof. It was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. Remember the lines from the late seventies? So. And Ronald Carter, Reagan looked mighty good. So it's very similar mm -hmm. in terms of. I, I think the difference was uh, I think a lot of Americans looked at Joe Biden as being kind of a grandfatherly figure and that, you know, everything was going to He's calm, got the corn pop stories. Calm down, that sort of, of that thing. Nature. What they weren't anticipating is a president and an administration coming in with the most far-left agenda this country has ever been exposed to. They They just weren't anticipating that at all. Yeah, what Biden did here, Biden, okay, Biden is not, his his career has not been some far-left Bernie Sanders. No. Well, that's not been Joe Biden. He's been a liberal, mm -hmm. but he hadn't been a whacked-out liberal, okay? He's been in favor of the Hyde Amendment, for example. Yes. That is to say, uh, taxpayers should not have to pay for abortions. Biden's always been for that. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though he's a Democrat. For them not paying. For taxpayers yeah. not Did paying. Did I misspeak? No, okay. no. Just, it, yeah, just to clarify. Yeah. Now, what happened was Biden was almost last. He and Harris were were last in the field, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when the Democrat primary season was going on. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I remember CNN basically saying Biden's candidacy is dead after Iowa and New Hampshire. And then he goes into hiding and just plays with the geese all well, day long. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, was he playing with the geese? Well, they were there visiting. Yeah. Okay, but here's what happened. Biden brokered a deal with the Democrat leadership. Well, Biden and the DNC brokered a deal with Bernie Sanders and AOC and that crowd. Right, and they said if you if everybody will fold their tent and get behind Biden because he's the only one that can beat Trump, then we when we get into office, 
if we win the presidency, we'll give you everything you want. That's And that's what's happened here. So that's why the loony left is getting, they got all the appointments to that, that Biden could give them to all the agencies and judges and everything like that. I'm talking about far left people. Mm-hmm. And so that is payback now. So that's the reason Biden, uh, you know, he got elected and then he's, he's there, they're, he's making good on his promises to the far, far left. So that's what's happening in terms of, uh, all these nominees and all these people who are taking over agencies and so forth. And, and about the only Democrat right now that has got his Joe fi- Manchin? finger in the dice, say? Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, yeah. Yeah, you better hope nothing happens to him. Yeah. Kristen Sinema, too, from Arizona. She's yep. she's she's not going over uh, to the Democrat side on this legislation. Mm-hmm. They're getting a lot of pressure. What I hear from people in Virginia about Joe Manchin is West, that, West Virginia. West Virginia, sorry. About Joe Manchin is that he kind of likes being at the center of attention, even if it's a politician. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, that's, Who knew? that's breaking news there, Steve. Well, I'm a reporter. That's what I do. Uh, a politician do. likes attention, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, you heard it here first. Mm hmm. But Steve I tell you, tell you what, he called a news conference yesterday. Yeah. He says, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, I don't I, really care what kind of attention he likes right now. He's 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 being a he he's the damn. Mm-hmm. Right. He's got his finger in the in the in the have I got my right metaphor? Finger going? in the dike. Hold him back. Hey, the, he's about he's it. Yep. He's it. He and cinema, but mm-hmm. they're they're the only ones who are stopping this uh socialist Marxist uh you know, trained to get started down the tracks. It's yeah. still sitting at the station. Mm-hmm. I hadn't used the same <laughs> metaphor in probably a year. I'm, I'm proud and, of myself. And here's, here's the thing. What he announced yesterday is he says, I'm not doing anything until the CBO, uh, the budget office, yeah. puts a price tag on this. He says, what yeah. I'm reading, it's a whole lot more, this socialist bill, than $1.75 trillion. A whole lot more. Yeah. Steve, we got one minute left here. From our friends at the Babylon Bee, your okay. most trusted, cynical, and uh, sarcastic and <laughs> fake news ever. They're reporting that President Biden uh, had a dream. He woke up from the strangest dream that he was attending the International Climate Conference. Okay, that took me a second to get that. Okay, that's good, Steve. That's if you don't know what Steve. happened... Biden is over in Europe. Where is it? England or uh, Scotland? Scotland. And he's Glasgow. Attending, he's, Glasgow. Attending the, he's attending the climate change summit where all these, uh, uh, well, big wigs come in from around the world to on their private jets to talk about how the little people need to be using mass transit and riding their bikes more. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Yep. And government leaders and so forth. So Biden's over here uh, representing the United States, telling everybody that. Global warming represents an extension. That's ex- existential. That. Yes. And that, is, uh, <laughs> that is to say we're not going to survive right. if we don't right. do something about this now. That's what he's saying. And yet at this particular conference where this where the world is at risk, he's videoed falling asleep. Right. Yep. Which, quite frankly. Can't blame him. Ray, I can't blame the man. Nope. <laughs> that had to be to some incredibly out. boring stuff. Huh? And you're you're eight or nine hours from 
your normal time zone, and you're 78 years old. And you haven't had the second nap of the day. Yeah, you're going to sleep. You're going to take a nap. Huh? Totally understandable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you live in Virginia, go vote, 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 vote today. That's right. Go vote five times. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see you tomorrow.